give it another shot today. So it says the gap between you and your brother is not one of space between two separate bodies. So that's a given, right? And this but seems to be dividing off your separate minds. It is the symbol of a promise made between made to meet Oh, wait a minute. It is the symbol of a promise made to meet when you prefer and separate till you and he elect to meet again. Yeah? So we want to share love, but we're not going to do it like all day, all the time. We want to have a respite to rebuild our sense of self and then sort of partake in it instead of surrendering to it. Yeah? Yeah. So it's, this is why he's talking about it. So, and this but seems to be dividing off your separate minds. It is the symbol of a promise made to meet when you prefer and separate till you and he elect to meet again. And then your body seems to get in touch and thereby signify a meeting place to join. But always, but always it is possible for you and him to go your separate ways. Conditional upon the right to separate, will you and he agree to meet from time to time? <laughs> it's so beautiful, really. I'm reading a little part of uh, whatever course of miracles. So he says, and it's talking about this this made-up gap between you and I. This idea of having a separation based on being different bodies and therefore different minds. Yeah, and so we have private thoughts, private feelings, and no one can understand us. You can see alcoholism takes it to an extreme where you get to be an incredible case of terminal uniqueness. You think you're so different, no one feels like you or thinks like you or does what you do. It's just insane. See, but it all happens in this little gap of misunderstanding. And then it grows and it can find uh, weight and height and depth here, but it's only seemingly so. It can never have happened to begin with. So there's no need to vanquish it. It just, the idea is you realize it never happened. Yeah. It's just a much quicker way to get out of something is to realize you're not in it. It's much quicker. It takes no time at all to get out of an imaginary place. You just, it dawns on you, how could this possibly be so? And it ain't. <laughs> because it's so-ness, which is totally imaginary, is built on you believing. Yeah. You're the bringer of the the illusion, so to speak, or you're the, you're the huffer and puffer into the illusionary balloon. So, this is what he's talking about. So, and it's about getting together, but on very, very defined terms. Yeah. Like, I love to see someone I love, but not all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to have a lot of breaks and, you know. <laughs> so, it is a symbol of a promise made to meet when you prefer and separate till you and he elect to meet again. And then your body seemed to get in touch, yeah, and thereby signify a meeting place to join. Hey, yeah, we got together. We shared some love, you know. But always it is, is it possible for you and him to go your separate ways? So there's no abandonment to, you know. There's no abandonment to the quote-unquote love. It's more like a conditional experiment, yeah. But always it is possible for you and him to go your separate ways. Conditional upon the right to separate will you and he agree to meet from time to time and keep apart the intervals of separation which do protect you from the sacrifice of love. Yeah? Because there is no sacrifice in love. He has it quoted, yeah? The body saves you for it gets away from total sacrifice and gives to you the time to which to build again your separate self. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which you truly believe diminishes as you and your brother meet. 
So real love is a threat, in a sense, to your oneness, yeah, isn't it? I mean, when you let go, it can be scary to what's holding on, seemingly holding on. So it wants to let go, but it wants to do it very conditionally, only to go back and re, let's say, resurface or recommit to the holding on. So the body could not separate your mind from your brothers unless you wanted it to be a cause of separation. The body could not separate your mind from your brothers unless you wanted it to be a cause of separation and of distance seen between you and him. Thus do you endow it with a power that lies not within itself, meaning the body. It determines when your brother and you meet and limits your ability to make communion with your brother's mind. And now it tells you where to go and how to go there, what is feasible for you to undertake and what you cannot do. It dictates what its health can tolerate and what will tire it and make it sick. And its inherent weaknesses set up the limitations on what you would do and keep your purpose limited and weak. It's so incredibly beautiful if you follow it. Yeah? He's talking about the activity of selfing, basically. That's what it's doing. And basically, selfing is really a movement of fear of, let's say, completion or wholeness. The completion that never went through a process. In other words, your inherent condition, your inherent state, scares, it, scares the bejesus out of the mental state. <laughs> the mental state would like to have some of its qualities or experience some of its qualities, but no way does it want to entertain being it because it sees it as a huge threat that it's going to lose something. It doesn't see as what it's going to gain, it sees what it's going to lose, and it's going to lose this imaginary separation, this sense of being a someone, the uniqueness of my conditions and my story and my thoughts and my feelings, and the extreme significance I have in a very, very, let's say, mundane movie. So it's sort of like someone who's overboard and you're on the boat and you're calling them to, you know, give up. He thinks he's holding a big thing of gold, but it's a giant lead weight, which is causing him to sink. And he it's just, when you say let that go, he sees it as a sacrifice. He doesn't see it as a lead weight. He sees it as gold. He sees it from the misperception that this is what I am and no way in hell am I letting it go. I'd rather drown than let this go. He doesn't see that that's the drowning holding on. The people on the boat see it and they're going, let it go, bro. Come over to the winning side, whatever, however you want to think. You know, just let it go. But no, no, no. So it's, it's two different perceptions. You know? One person sees the weight that it is. The other person sees it as gold. This is the condition of selfing. It's making weight seem as gold, and it's making freedom from weight look like a threat. Yeah. So maybe you play around with an idea like this, and but you don't abandon it. The mental state usually doesn't abandon itself, this idea. It sees how I can use this idea to make it a little easier being the mental state. Really, it does. It's trying to get another leg up. It, it's tried everything else, and now it's down to, and it's tried maybe even spirituality, and now it's at the last house on the block, non-duality. <laughs> so it's thinking, I'll be a better self if I'm not a self, you know? But I'm going to be that not-self as a self. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> it's failed from the get-go. But we're not wanting of trying, man. We're just going at it, trying to figure out how can I affix nothing onto this something and make it a better something with a little nothing on it. <laughs> oh, it's just like, it's realizing you don't even have to let go because you've never held on. It's all an imaginary rift. Yeah? And we even have evidence in, our, in, this, in the same, even the continuality of this body and all of its transformations as being the singular Paul, even in that story, there was a period of time that the body wasn't being held like it's being held now. It wasn't being held as me when I was a baby, yeah? Because there was no idea of a me or another yet. So we even have evidence in the story of what we are that we're not that. Because we weren't. We were functioning. And actually, we had tons of people usually taking care of us and thinking we were the fucking cat's meow, basically, all day. Just by doing nothing. But now, now we've, we've been sucked up into a mental state that tells us, hey, you're freaking different than everyone else. And why? Well, look, you don't look like them. You're over here. They're over there. So I have thoughts about over here. They have thoughts about over there. Where are we ever going to meet? But it's all an imaginary riff, yeah? So we're, we're trying to fill that riff up sometimes or try to do this, but it's totally imaginary. That's why I like to use the term, the best way to get out of something is realize you're not in it. It takes absolutely no time to get out of an imaginary place. No time. Yeah? There's no, you don't have to prepare to leave an imaginary place. You don't have to make sure you didn't leave anything at the imaginary place because there isn't a place. Yeah? You don't have to go back because you forgot something in the imaginary place because it's an imaginary place. Yeah? And there's a lot of imaginary places. Not, and I'm not talking about physical places. I'm talking about mental places. All these places that we take to be so real. The place of disconnection. Or the place of connection. They're both as imaginary as the other. So, when you see it as a process that's being driven by your own energy, yeah? There is a power in that. You can stop feeding the imaginary beast because you're the source of its juice. It has no other way to run its movie other than you. You're the light. Yeah? You're the light. It's telling now, it's like the projector talking to light and saying, hey, I'm, I'm the one who's producing you and I'm going to direct you this way and we're going to sit here for more, not, you know when you're in a bad movie like Die Hard 4 or something? Even if you combined all the Die Hard movies, it would only last like, what, 12 hours, let's say. We're, years, years we're watching Die Hard. You know, Paul Die Hard dies hard, Paul dies harder, Paul dies the hardest, and then Paul gets resurrected miraculously, and then Paul again dies hard, and we just can't seem to take our attention off the screen. And I found in my own revelations, I found that the glue to the screen ain't what's on the screen. It's on what's watching the screen. And it's taking what it's watching to be it. And that's the glue. That's the attraction. 
that's the cherishing that goes beyond all evidence to the contrary. It will just override all the evidence you're not that and keep on keeping on being that. And so when that was extracted, you see the movie, you see the character in the movie, but the movie's technicolor has been removed. Yeah? It's depth of vision, foreground to background, it gets blurry now. The demarcations get a little bit very blurry. And then you see this thing that you had as little snippets of you, 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 is just one giant little stream in a mural of millions of streams. Yeah? And that you're that which is able to see all of that. Not what that little movement is. Being totally fixated on so it seems to blow up and get bigger than everything else. Which is what the mental state, doesn't it? It can take a problem today that a lot of people may be having and yet blow it up into an incredible size when it's yours. You could even be at a cafe today breaking the news of how heavy it is to be so unique in this situation and if you listen to a conversation on the next table they probably another person's talking about the same fucking thing in another dramatic way and they may be even more more uh, embellishing it than you are so even your even your performance is lesser yeah but there's that and then unfortunately we capture someone who may be interested in us and we okay you're gonna be you're going to be my... What's those two guys that used to do the movie reviews? You're going to be Siskel and you're going to watch my movie. And because you like me, you're going to just keep watching. I'm going to keep talking about it. And you're going to be going, oh, yes, well... And I'm just going to keep talking about it. Bring out more and more reels. And because we go horizontal or maybe I have an economic power over you or somehow or another, you think it's a good deal to put up with my shit because you're getting over on something. It's just like a giant comet, like a commerce going on, you know? What is it that is inherently always here? Is it you? Is it you as his body? Can you fixate your interest and attention and concentrate on one thing for more than three hours and not vary or move? No. But what's behind it? What is the relaxed seeing that's always available, if you want to call it awareness, that, that which is behind all the concentrating, all the letting go and dispersing, all the, that thing that's seeing all of this, all of this moving of the lenses and the apertures, yeah, getting very interested in something, losing interest in something. This, what's that? That has not varied, ever. Yeah. It's the only reliable thing here because it's not a thing. It's the only reliability you're ever going to find. The true, the only true reliability doesn't even seem to be here. Yeah? It doesn't come from what we're in. It comes from what we're of. And just because our interest and attention has been directed outward so much, and then when it turns inward, we still go to what's out, we get attentive and interested in the body, which is out. Yeah? It's in manifestation. We never go to our home, which is in, which is not of the body. We go from 
I see Mark, and then it's me as a body seeing Mark. I see Kevin, me as a body seeing Kevin. So all the interest and attention goes out, has experiences, and then it goes back to the pseudo-experiencer, which is not where we are. It's outside. Yeah? So we never know what the true in in is. We were in an imaginary in that's out. We're in this body taking it to be, no, my real self is here. That's not it. You're the seeing. You're the awareness. When you feel shitty, what's bringing, what's allowing that to be entertained? It's not what's entertaining it. It's allowing it to be entertained is the awareness, yeah? The mental state is entertaining it, claiming it to be you, and then not wanting to feel that way that it's made up, basically, yeah? The awareness doesn't go, no, don't do that. It doesn't do a damn thing. It's just aware, yeah? It's just aware. And to me, it's the leavening agent we're really, really looking for. It's what produces that equanimity, that balance. It allows you to concentrate when needed and then relax when not needed. Yeah? It takes the focus off on you and allows the focus just to, like almost a, an incredible automatic camera, moving around and moving the aperture goes in and out when there's things to do, like doing service, out here, yeah? So there's this constant moving, very flexible. It doesn't get, it's not, the other side of the aperture is not, not locked into seeing you all day as the doer, you all day as the haver, you all day as the thinker. It's now free. So when this is free, the, the, the back end of the aperture, the front end opens up. Yeah? You're flexible. If what you used to do to cause you to feel really good is taken away, you find that you're the source of what you thought that was producing. Yeah. You don't get stuck. It doesn't produce addictions. It doesn't produce a delusionary drive to get something to make you something more than you are because you're all there is. Yeah. All that play, all that fluctuation going nowhere stops. Maybe immediately or maybe quick or slowly, but it's going to diminish because now your interest and attention is unwedded to the preoccupation with that deadness of selfing and now is enriching your life. Yeah? Yeah. I've been stoked by this for 20 years, more than that. Jesus Christ, I never, oh, you know, I, it's just like, it's been a never-ending stoke of the message since it dawned on it, you know, being, as soon as it dawned on it, and then it started reveling in the possibility, and then the possibility found, expressed itself into form, through form, you know, ran around, it was, that was the last answer. Yeah. And then it's all about finding how your approach is off. How, how you're looking for it is the reason why you're not finding it. Because the mental state, if claimed to be you, will make what you are an object that it wants to have. It will be looking for its authentic, the authentic self as the seeming authentic self. So the whole point of view is... We're not just lending a message, we're like ear doctors. I check people out, I see how they're hearing this message, and it's the hearing where the problem lies. Because the reference point keeps superseding whatever, is, whatever it's invited to. The way it hears the message is more important than the message. 
The way it hears the message, I am a lion, and turns it into I can become like a lion. That's the dilemma. Because everything that it's, every time a message is, approaches it, that's what it does. It claims it from a reference point, and it makes it something. And it neuters the message. It neuters it just like that. Because it takes its life out of it. Because that's what it's afraid of. It doesn't give a shit about spiritual concepts. It would love to... It will collect them like it would collect baseball cards. It will collect spiritual experiences like baseball cards. It's a collector. It's an amasser. It wants. It believes if it has enough experience, it will make it something. But it doesn't. It's an inherently empty. It's like that in Buddhist, Tibetan Buddhism. The image of the hungry ghost. It has this huge belly and it has this giant demand to consume, but it has a very small mouth. It can't get enough. It can never get enough. Isn't that the case? I took it really far with cocaine, and I'll tell you, I never reached a point where it was enough. I never reached a point where that last shot, I said, that's thank you. Thank you, goddess of coke. Thank you. I'm fine. I'm totally satiated. Yes, I call, I'm giving all my coke away. It's, it's a coke away given day. Just go. No, nothing. And I took it pretty fucking far. Yet there was no point satiation occurred. There's no point satisfaction occurred and stabilized. Not one. Yeah. Try something else. Sex. How does that work? How's that? How does it work? Do you actually find a point where something actually stops and stabilizes? No. It goes on and on and on. I saw that show about that extreme skier. He ended up, everything he did, he had to do something more. So at the end, he was jumping off a hill on skis. The skis would drop, and then he'd pull a parachute and then get off. And they, all they do would be hanging around, working out, how can we make it even more fucking complicated? You know, so more extreme. It was never going to end. Yeah? It doesn't bring you to a point of satisfaction. Because at that point, you're, in a sense, trying to get out of what you've never been in, so you can never succeed. You never can have a stabilized, I'm finally out of what, I've ne- what I was in, because you were never in it. It cannot stabilize. You can feel like you're out of it, <coughs> but it will only be an experience. Yeah. And then the old setup will rise once again, and you'll have to try to get out of it again. Yeah. But if you realize it's an imaginary place, there's no drive to get out of it. That's getting out of it. You see that you were never in what you've been trying to get out of. Just like in recovery, the idea of self, getting out of self. How is it working for most people? If you really see most people who are trying to get out of self during the day are are talking about it all day. They're talking about what they're trying to get out of. Obviously, they're not successful. They're talking, and all the talking about it is the form of being in it. And they feel good that they're trying to get out of it. And they have other people saying, yeah, this is good. We're all trying to get out of self. But we're, you know, it's impossible, really. You know, We're all trying to get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's no true stabilization of being out because you weren't in. The assumption is off. Yeah? The whole journey is based on a fallacy. And it's, the, the fear is, is to stop and, and sit there. That's the fear. 
The fear of the mental state is to stop and sit there. It will do. It will work hard to be like it all day, but to stop and sit in the possibility you are that is very, very freaking scary to the mental states. Yeah, they'll work hard at trying to be like it or be it, but as long as their their assumption is is galvanized as being Paul, it will. They'll do it for years, a whole lifetime. But when they're confronted with you were that, you are that, that's fucking freaking scary. I used to see it with, I used to meditate. You meditate for hours, then you get into a real good groove, and then suddenly you had to get up to do your laundry. You know what I mean? You would sit there as long as the struggle was going on for hours, but when it really got nice, I'm out of here. Because the whole point of supposedly was to get there when it finally dawned on me I didn't want to be there at all. <laughs> Let's go do some service or something. Yeah. There is a solution, man. You know, it's an illuminating factor. Bring it to what you're involved in already. Let it illuminate the program for you. Yeah? It will illuminate the principles. You'll see what can be made of what that guy trans translated from a download basically yeah you can read it and your mind will make it your own message you'll see it you'll see Jesus this can be taken a lot farther than just be not flipping out at the next picnic you know or maybe having a six month long relationship you know you know open up for a higher success possibility hey I can be inherently free yeah you are we, will I comprehend the word serenity? You better believe it. Will I know peace? Yes, you will. Will I have a happiness? No, you'll have a new happiness and a new freedom. Not like from the old fucking happiness mill you've been buying your shit from. You'll get a new happiness and a new freedom. New means not like the old. Yeah? New. Totally new. And a new one, you can't know, you'll find it out. Yeah? By it expressing through you. When serenity starts expressing in your life, you'll find out about serenity. You'll comprehend it. Yeah? When it's, peace starts expressing through your life, you'll know peace then. That's when you know it. You don't know it by studying what peace is. You know it by its movement through you. Yeah? Or by its, it's like a cloud that's sitting above you. You finally look up. It's always was available, but your attention had commandeered to look horizontal all the time. Suddenly you look up, and that's what you've been looking for the whole time. The little cloud takes a formulation of your original face, which is in a face. And then you recognize yourself in that, as being, that is what I am. Yeah. Instead of taking it to be the body all freaking day. The body is what the mind is using to reinforce the idea of being separate. Yeah? And so when you join oneness, you're trying to join oneness out of a two-ness. You're based, you're wanting to join oneness is based on separation from oneness, which is an impossibility. So you want to you experience oneness, but as a two-ness. Yeah? You want to be there every step of the way, right until you merge into the oneness. And then you still want to be able to tweet or tweet or a text that you've got merged into the oneness, yeah? There's this huge, all right, I'm getting close to the event horizon. Wait, wait a minute, I want to send out a tweet. Oh, I'm awake, I'm enlightened. <laughs> send a selfie from there. Oh, there I am, in enlightenment. See me? Put it on Facebook quick before I lose all sense of self. 
It's not like that. What, you're the one. Every time you take a step towards it, it moves. <laughs> because that's the damn. Or then you think, oh, fuck this. I'm going to get high. And then, oh, I want it. <laughs> you can't. Two-ness ain't going to get oneness. Your reference is superseding. Your refer- reference of being a unique, separate, independent entity is superseding oneness. All you're trying to cast oneness into is an experience you have as a separate entity. That's not it. So my idea that somehow a lot of anxiety and fear has coagulated around that I'm gonna, if I'm gonna, when I lose myself, I'll be losing everything. When it's the exact contrary, when you supposedly lose yourself, which is that you never had one, yeah, then all is added unto thee. And so we hear that and we like it, but man, there's a little reservation there. We're like, new, 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 and I got at least these cards, I'm holding on to them, man. I know it sucks being Paul, but it's being Paul. So, and I'm interested in it, at least. I know no one else is, but I am. So I'm going to, no, no. Yeah. There is a solution. It's right in us now, man. Like this, while we're sitting here, the sky has changed like four times. It was a little sunny, then it got, I was going to put a shirt on, it got, and now it's... It, it's you know, you know maybe none of us probably were noticing as I can see it. And it's just doing its little thing, you know. Never shouting out, hey, look at me, nothing like that. It's just changing all the time. Yet we just stubbornly hold on to. Even though everything of this is constantly in flux, we're still saying there's a stabilized fluxness to it. It's me. It's like this, this mental membrane we try to catch like a liquid that keeps leaking out, you know? And we try to keep, and then give it a form. We give it a name called Paul and a form the body, and then we think, oh, this is me. I've captured it. When it's just like, it's like trying to capture the water, the, uh, some of the water in the ocean in a balloon in the ocean. So, oh, I've separated, there, there's me. and make it, You know how they make those little animal balloons, parties, clowns, and shit? There's Paul... So there's all this ocean in there, but there's this little mental membrane holding it in place with a story of being past Paul and a story of future Paul. And then there's tons of water, ocean, just exactly the same as what's quote-unquote in the balloon, which there isn't a balloon. And yet I feel separate. I'm in my little special somewhere. And in there I can be dry. I can be thirsting for an experience of the ocean when I am the ocean. (laughs) It's like the wave wants to know the ocean, but as a wave. It demands itself as a wave, so the ocean, being what it is, can only be seen as an experience it can have. So it wants to have an experience of the ocean as a wave which is going to be defined by time and consequences. And the most important variable is going to be the mental state. It will tell you when, you, when your experience the ocean is over. It will tell you why it's over. It will tell you why you're not going to have another one. It's going to tell you that you failed in your pursuit of the ocean. It's going to tell you tons of shit. The wave 
when seen not to be the wave, what is it? It's the ocean. There's no transformation that has to occur. There's no process. All right, we're going to take the wave into a rehab and we're going to break the news to them. You're the ocean. And we'll just slowly get it, break down the cresting and the, and the, the fear of shores and what it's going to break on and shit. And then, all right, all right, come on. Are you, you're, you're, give it some self-esteem as a good wave, you know. Oh, I only break that fucking Bolinas. I'm going to break an ocean beach. And I'm just a small, I have no power. No one's fucking afraid of me. I just, I'm, all right, no wave. You're, you know, you're just like the ocean wave. Wait, you know, no. You're not the wave. Bingo, you're the ocean. Yeah. Yet the wave keeps appearing. But now something that was misunderstood has been cleared up. The waves go on as they always will, and you're cresting and breaking seemingly. But then all the while, all that pantomime is going on, there's an assurance that you are the ocean. Yes. There's no lack in you. You're not going to run out. Yeah. The shore, you know, you're, you don't end. Your crescendo isn't you finally smashing on the shore. That happens billions of times. Yeah. Billions and billions of times. Yeah. So the question is, are you awake? Just find out. Are you Charlie? Are you what feels disconnected or bored with AA or whatever it may be? Because if you're pinning all your movement on that assumption that Charlie is bored with AA you may leave the exact place you need to be to get the medicine you need. You may. Yeah. And, and what would that be? A pledging allegiance to the mental state. Yeah. If I have a sober... Like when I was in Delancey Street, it was a two-year program. It was longer if you wanted it. But I stayed there two years. And, you know, as time went by, I used to remember shit would come up and I'd want to leave. But I realized if I leave now... I'm going to walk out with exactly what I walked in with. The clothes on my back. I'm not going to fucking leave. I'm going to graduate this thing. It's too good. I've gone too far, you know, to jump off the boat. I'm just going to keep on keeping on. Yeah. And so a lot of times that head that used to would drive me out of things in the past just like that, there was a deterrent to it because I saw there was a sober assessment, so to speak. Yeah. It was a sober assessment, not coming from my mental state, but coming from a real recognition of where I was at. I was fucked. Yeah. And I had no real position to be so uh, assuming this and that, that I can do this and that. I couldn't. I would have walked out with nothing. Yeah. So this is what happens. If you get a sense of... If there's that pause that's available between seeing or hearing the thoughts... And listening to them, yeah, which is totally different. Hearing them is what happens. Yeah, You hear thoughts. A lot of times you lose interest in a lot of them because they're not about you, but they're still hearing of thoughts. It's the listening to the thought that produces this relationship as the thinker. Yeah, Now you think they're about you or you're the one who's thinking them. Then they have a lot more power then because you've given them a lot more power through the listening. So it's like an abstinence. You abstain from giving a failed thought system any fucking leverage in your life because it's going to play that leverage. If you give it an inch, it will take a mile. 
If you let it in, it's going to move in, and you're going to be the fucking servant. Any questions today? No? For me, I happen to see the wonder is right there with the same energy that's being stimulated that the, the mental state takes as fear. It's just seeing it in a different way. Yeah. So if you start seeing the self as not being you, it's sort of like when I used to use the example of the snake molting the skin. It's just like that. So there's the snake, and every year the, skin, the snake molts its skin. But let's say this, you can look at that event from two perspectives. One is from the skin's perspective of the snake. And so when it starts recognizing, oh, it's time to molt, it produces a lot of fear. Yeah? Because the skin, its whole story is that it's the snake. And that molting is going to show that not to be true. Yeah? So the skin's like going, get a lot of moisturizer. You know, Don't go out in the noonday sun. Stay away from that rock. Don't go there. Because the, I don't want the skin to be ripped. You know what I mean? Because the skin's whole agenda is on the snake, really. That's why it gives it relevance. Yeah? And it isn't. And it knows it isn't. And that's where it fears. Yeah? And then, so let's say you move to the snake's point of view. The snake's point of view is hallelujah. The old skin is dull now. It's not attracting female snakes. It's making it heavier to travel. It gets snagged easier on rocks. So when it, it's like fucking far out, and it's just a natural occurrence. So from its point of view, the same event, it's hallelujah. From the point of view of the skin, it's like fucking Armageddon. So wonder or a fear, same, same, yeah? It's the point of view that gives it the meaning. So then there's wonder and or it could be interpreted as fear. It's great wonder and great fear. Yeah? There's not a little bit of wonder in the unknown. There's great wonder in the unknown. Therefore, there's, it, can be, it can provoke great fear or anxiety in the mental state. Because the mental state knows it's not so. You ever have that thing when you were out there and let's say you had a lot of nice clothes and you're going out with girls and you're doing a lot of coke, but there was this unnerving sense that you were a fraud, you know? It was close to this, this feeling that there was an unease. Even though everything was looking great, there was still an unease because you had to keep the show going to make sure no one found out, you know, there was nothing behind the whole show. That's what selfing's quite like, yeah? It has an inherent fear because it's not what it's saying it is. So it's, it's sort of like if someone assumes a, a fake uh, citizenship, you like you ever see the talented Mr. Ripley? The guy kills the person, takes his his uh, identification, starts living high in the hog all around Europe, you know, Monte Cristo. But there was that underlying anxiety that he could be found out every moment. That's selfing. That's the underlying anxiety of selfing. Selfing is assuming to be someone, and it knows it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> and so the biggest thing that would expose that is recognition 
of what it isn't, which is it isn't you. And it does want, want that to happen. So it's constantly, even when you hear the message of you're a lion, it's going to turn it into I can become like a lion. Which neuters the threat, yeah? If it's going to embellish the self, it's all for it. If it's going to threaten it, it's not all for it, yeah? And it has a very good way to neutralize any threat because it claims to be the one who's hearing the message, which has the most dominance of what the message is going to be, is the hearing of it, yeah? So it's through identification as a self, that's its strategy. Yeah? And it's set up a lot of parameters not to be threatened deeply. And spirituality does not threaten it as it's practiced in most cases. It does not threaten it at all. People like dead masters, stuff like that. It's all easy. It's all easy to sit in a comfortable place reading a book from a, a master from a hundred years ago. Yeah? Making up everything you think it meant. It's not a live event. Yeah? There's no threat there. Sometimes you feel this message or the person is delivering it as an, irrit- an irritant because that's a valuable thing. Irritation causes some, something. Yeah? It's not about all lovey-dovey. You want to question what's going on. And it's uncomfortable at times. Because you're, you're, you've noticed your attention and interest is, on, is in the foreign camp, so to speak. You see, Jesus Christ, I'm living for that. <laughs> this thing's trying to defend itself at all costs, and I'm going to be part of the cost. Yeah? I'm, going to be, I'm going to lose greatly by its defending its little thing. Yeah? When I'm allied with it, when I'm identified as it. If I'm not, I can be free of it. Why? Because I was never bound to it. The possibility of freedom doesn't come after the bondage. It comes prior to the bondage. In other words, you're inherently free, and there's no way in hell any real bonding could have ever happened. That's the solution. It's not like, oh, I found a method to free myself from this bondage. That method will lead to another bondage to the method, maybe. Yeah? Yeah. This is a much cleaner way. The way of negation. Just see, am I that? Am I that which take, it's, it's taking itself to be me? Where i never even seen it. You could spend all day trying to find you and you never find it. Because it's not there. It's, make, it's being made up, yes? The sense of you is a mental continuum with tons of gaps, yeah? And it sort of denies the gaps, and just even when it gets totally disrupted, it will coagulate again and make what that, let's say an event of pure recognition will become an experience it has. It's never going to see clearly. Yeah? But the ability to see clearly is always available. But it, what you're taking yourself to be, will never be seen, will never see clearly. It's seeing is biased. It's looking a certain way to fortify the looker, to reinforce the looker. Do not rely and believe in perceptions. They've been, they are contrived. They're made up, yes? You're, you, you, you perceive things, and you're not perceiving no thing. This apparatus wasn't there here to recognize what we are. It was here to recognize what we're not. That's what it does. It sees things. So, yeah. That's that.